All right, one sec. Oh, the world just passed 3 million COVID-19 deaths. Not good. Let's talk about bread. Yeah, I know. How do we fuck this up? Oh, how do we fuck this up? Oh, how did we fuck this up? So, Isaac and I have had uh, lots of things have been going on in our lives. I had a baby. I'm married. <laughs> That's not true because you know who knows. No, I'm oh God! <laughs> <laughs> wow. So we've had a lot of things going on, but we really we're going we're we're going to continue doing the podcast and everything. It's just mm. every oh, now yeah. and then, like we we both we're creatives, and every now and then the creative life will give you a lot of time to work on something, and sometimes it gives you no time to work on your little side things. If you get annoyed by that, well, then you can personally send us money and then we won't have to work exactly but until then we're all living in this capitalist machine Mm. Mm. you know we have some stuff in the pipeline some topics that we we really do want to talk about and have wanted to talk about for a long time but we have to give that the time it deserves we've covered some pretty deep heavy topics so far and we're going to continue to do that but in between that we're going to do like a short little episode right now where um uh, something that's very near and dear to my heart as an american who is living in in the uk why uh, i i noticed that the bread was significantly better in europe than it is in america yep that's right you listen to a podcast we're talking about bread yeah yeah our, yeah so our bread <laughs> So our episode today will be exploring the question of why does bread in America suck so much? I have to confess, I haven't had La Amérique bread. What's the closest bread to American bread in the UK? Maybe Warburton's? Is it like very white? Very white, no flavor whatsoever. Of course, it like varies based off of whatever brand you get, but it's all pretty shit. It doesn't taste like bread. It just tastes like, mm. like it's basically just a, a, a thing for you to put things inside of for a sandwich. Yeah. I feel like that's an American thing. Like in America, they dye eggs white, yeah. right? They yeah. bleach them. Yep. That's so strange to and me. I think, because I did a little bit of research before this, and, and by <laughs> a little bit, I mean, I Googled why does bread suck in America? Google bread. <laughs> what is bread? <laughs> So we're going to we're going to take you through our little process, some mini research. It's going to be lighter hearted. So if you if you want to cry, then I don't know, listen to one of our earlier episodes. Okay, we gave you like four or five like pretty sad episodes. If you want to cry, you can cry. Don't hold it in. This is a safe space. And like, you know, it's yeah. it's important to cry, especially I'm looking at all you men. It's good. It's a nice release. Sometimes you need that emotional release, you know, just like, you know, have listen to us as two, two men. <laughs> Talking about bread. Talking about bread while you cry. So I'm going to start right now by Googling. Why does American bread suck? All right. First thing that comes up, Quora, right? It's a good place to start. Mm. You get to see like, what do the people say? You know, my favorite website. I actually really love Quora. Okay. Yeah. So this guy, so this guy said, this is from Jim Chevalier. <laughs> There's a long history behind the most common American bread. One can find good bread these days, but it's usually made on a European model. First of all, the English and the Dutch both preferred softer bread with less crust. Since those two groups were very influential on the early history of the country, Americans came to like a bread with virtually no crust, unlike the French and the Italians. 
Gods. That's interesting. I didn't know that, actually. Okay, so let me ask you, where do you sit on the crust debate? Me, personally? Yeah, yeah. I love the crust. It's always yeah, been my favorite part. I love same. it. Same. I understand it with, like, kids, but, like, I would say, all right, I'm going to say something controversial. And this it. might be the most controversial thing I've ever said on this podcast. If you don't eat the crust and you're over the age of 18... You're a baby. Yeah, you're a little baby. Eat the crust. You're an adult. <laughs> Isn't the crust the most... Uh... It's the most nutritious part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all of the goodness packed into a solidified, dense bit of breadness. Why would you want to miss it? It's the heart of the bread, but it's on the outside for some reason, kind of like an ant. It's the exoskeleton of the bread. And that's right. And it's important to eat the exoskeleton. Yeah. Then, towards the end of the 19th century, some began to bleach American flour, so it now appeared suspiciously white to other countries, not to mention the effect on its nutritional value. There it is again, the nutritional value. Yeah. We're trying to get rid of it. We're getting rid of it. Mm. They don't like the crust. They don't like the fucking normal flour. It has to be white. I'm not. There are so many jokes we can make about that. Exactly. <laughs> For hygienic reasons, Americans began to wrap their bread. In Paris, long sticks of bread were often left leaning, uncovered, on the customer's door. This actually softens the crush further. That's disgusting. Does he mean the bread was just out there? In what, in Paris? That's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> what the fuck? Because of its overall softness, too, American, like English bread, was made in molds. French dough is lightly constrained by the banneton, but basically holds its shape on its own, resulting in a regular rectangular profile. And so it became the custom to slice it rather than tear it, as it's still often done in France, leading Americans to typically eat a limp slice of white bread with no body or crust. Even whole wheat bread is usually so processed it remains pretty soft. The fact that Americans refer to sliced bread as the greatest thing, starting point, speaks volumes. And then he ends it by saying, Basically, it's a mix of culture and technology, and Americans getting used to, to a bread no European would accept. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Thinking about bread, one thing that I've always found interesting is I remember like I watched this um, TV show about Victorian times, talking about the history of bread, basically. Bread has always been around since, you know, farming. But once the Industrial Revolution happened, obviously everyone moved to cities. So all of these companies figured out very elaborate ways to get away with like selling bread that kind of isn't bread. Because everyone was like stuck in these cities, it, it was basically, you know, it was the start of like really quite evil capitalism in, in the sense where it was like mass producing products as quickly as possible. This happened with everything, not just bread. It was all about how do you create a product as cheaply as possible with the cheapest, you know, stuff. So bread, the ingredients, which are obviously normally, you know, flour and yeast and wheat and all that kind of stuff or sourdough, stuff like that. Instead, they would replace it with perhaps plaster, bean flour, chalk, alum, which is basically metal. <laughs> and obviously because of this, bread was completely poisonous and it led to malnutrition, bowel problems, constipation, diarrhea. It was fatal. Bread for decades in Victorian Britain, even though everyone ate it, was slowly killing everyone. And I feel like that's a bit of a 
trend throughout all of Victorian Britain. European bread hasn't always been good, is what you're saying. Well, I feel like back then everything was kind of bad. I don't think they had good food until recently. I mean, I remember like there was another thing I was watching where it was like they used to put <laughs> arsenic in wallpaper. Almost all wallpaper had arsenic, which is highly, highly, highly poisonous. So anyone that was living there was slowly dying. And the crazy thing is they didn't actually make it illegal to put arsenic in wallpaper until like the 40s. <laughs> I'm reading now, I just found um, an article. These episodes, these short episodes are not going to be as well researched. So, you know, take everything we say here with a, a grain of salt. But uh, mm. yeah, it's a lot of these articles are saying that the main difference between American bread and like bread you'd find in Europe are the preservatives. And that is something I noticed. When I was yeah, yeah. living in Glasgow, mm. like the bread only lasts a couple days. Like you get a loaf of mm. bread in Glasgow, it lasts maybe a couple days, but people keep it past the due date. In America here, like like your bread can last at least a week. Are you serious? And it goes up to like a couple weeks sometimes. No, 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 no. That yeah. scare me. That's that, that's what I was used to. So when I came over there and it, I, I got like, I looked at the the date and it was like it expires in two days i'm like for an entire loaf of bread i'm not going to eat that much bread that quickly so i guess americans were like it's easier to just pump it full of chemicals to keep it from decomposing and molding i mean like it also links back to oh my god here we go somehow even when talking about bread politics gets into this <laughs> one of the big debates in brexit was over chlorinated chicken did you hear about any of that? What does that no? What does that even mean? Basically, because um the UK was le it well is leaving the, the EU. Yeah, it means that the UK isn't bound by the EU's food regulation laws, and one of the big laws is the banning of the chlorination of chicken, which is something that the US does for some reason. That's against EU law. So now that we've left the EU, if we do any trade with the US, America has said you have to accept chlorinated chicken. You have to take the chlorinated chicken. Even though the EU argues that chlorine, and I'm quoting this, washes could increase the risk of bacterial-based diseases such as salmonella on the grounds that dirty slaughterhouses with sloppy standards re would rely on it as a decontaminant rather than making sure that basic hygiene were up to scratch. So basically, America uses chlorine as like a quick job instead of just actually cleaning things. Oh, great. You're basically just getting dirty chicken covered in chlorine. I don't know, maybe they just have very lax regulations. Well, they do have much more lax regulations when it comes to food. Oh, definitely. And honestly, you can you can taste the difference as well. Mm, like yeah. the food in Europe, I'm not going to say the food in the UK is better than the food in the US. Yeah, but, I mean, but it tastes better for you. You don't feel yeah. as like gross mm. after eating. Also, another big thing, the sugar tax. In the UK, there is a tax on sugar, meaning that... Almost everything, and you can really see this with the difference between like what I would call fizzy drinks, what Scottish people would call juice, what Americans would call soda, <laughs> is that in the UK, almost everything that's sold now just doesn't have any sugar. There's That's funny because they also put sugar in the bread in America, and they don't do what? that in, in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> So I was, when I was reading that uh, in an article, somebody was like, no self-respecting baker would ever put uh, yeah, what the fuck? sugar in their bread. Yeah, like <laughs> sugar, sugar is a big 
problem big time. So I found also another thing is potassium bromate. So uh, like how earlier the dude was saying that um, because Americans bleach the flour for some reasons, which we'll have to go into because I'm curious about that. They bleach the flour that gets rid of all the nutrition and stuff. Then they enrich the flour afterwards to put some nutrition in there. So they enrich it with potassium bromate. So basically that that adds vitamins and minerals like like riboflavin, folic acid and iron. But some of some of that contains potassium bromate as well and apparently that's illegal in the eu and in like most other (laughs) countries there's a lot of things that are illegal food wise i don't know maybe some brexit people would be like yeah that's why we hate the eu they're not letting us eat shit food these are the countries listed in this article that it's illegal in china the eu japan brazil australia and canada Damn, yeah, that's not good. Why is the U.S. is never in the group with everybody else? We're always (laughs) outside. And I bet it's because of lobbying, too. I'm 1,000% sure it's because it's cheaper for Mm. companies. I think that's definitely the case, especially with things like sugar. How unbelievably um, powerful the sugar companies are. Also, the biggest sugar company, which makes almost all sugar, Tate & Lyle, is the exact same company that worked on the plantations. No, it's the same really? company, same one, still doing the same thing they've always done. Oh my god, it's awful. And they're the same companies lobbying to not get rid of sugar. Obviously. Oh my god, they're just killing everyone. This goes all the way to the top. <laughs> This bread episode is so much deeper than we thought it would be. (laughs) Who knew that it was all bread? It all comes back to racism. (laughs) It all comes back to bread. The pyramids, bread. (laughs) The ancient Mayans, bread. Who killed Kennedy? Bread. Bread. The moon landing, bread. bread. (laughs) It's the world flat, bread. No, that that was not bread, actually. That was cracker. It's very different. Yeah, yeah. Wait, do you know what's funny, though? They actually do think that the universe is in the shape of a donut. Well, that... I. To me, that the makes sense. The universe is donut. No, that, that makes sense to me because <laughs> when you think about how when you're frying a donut, the reason you have the hole in the center is so it can cook. Because if you don't have this hole in the center, then everything is like not like equally or something. Yeah. So maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm just talking on my, I'm not. Maybe God, when he put the universe onto his like little universe heating pan, he was like, yeah, well, I want it to be evenly cooked. Mm-hmm. Because we're slowly getting cooked. The universe is going to die in a heat death. And we're going to be delicious. <laughs> God is going to taste us and be like, ooh, ooh, zooey mama. This is a good one. Good donut. All right, I'm reading this. This is from healthline.com. Bleached flour is typically refined, meaning that the nutrient-rich bran and germ of the wheat kernel have been removed, stripping the grain of many of its valuable vitamins and minerals and leaving only the endosperm. <laughs> Yes, I have the humor of a 10-year-old. <laughs> Next, bleached flour is treated with chemical agents like benzoyl peroxide, potassium bromate, or chlorine, which helps speed up the aging of the flour. Flour is aged to improve certain qualities of baking. God, Americans like using chlorine, don't Dude, they? Dude, we put chlorine in everything. Keep it in the swimming pools. So, the chemical process significantly changes the taste, texture, and appearance of the final product, as well as its nutritional profile and potential uses in baking. The chemicals used to speed up the aging process in bleached flour cause it to have a whiter color, finer grain, and softer texture. Though there are minimal differences in taste between the two varieties, people with a very sensitive palate may notice a slightly bitter taste in bleached flour. So both varieties contain the same number of calories 
and amounts of protein, fat, carbs, and fiber. But the bleaching process decreases the vitamin E. Oh, there's a safety issue as well. The chemical we were talking about earlier, potassium bromate, it's been linked to kidney damage and cancer. Oh, okay. Well, that's definitely not good. (laughs) Can I just say this? I remember I was watching something that was talking about how apparently there was a big push in like dieting to say that fat was really bad for you, which obviously having too much fat is bad for you, but Mm -hmm. it isn't actually that bad for you at all. It's actually sugar that's bad for you. Dude, the sugar industry has always been evil. Yeah. Sugar is the thing that's really bad for you, not fat. Yeah. It's the sugar that makes you want to eat more because it like tells your brain, oh yeah, nice. I don't know. I prefer honey. I guess it's a type of sugar. Yeah, but it's like natural sugar. It's, it's better. better. Than, and there, there's less slavery involved. So, Oh honey, you're a natural sugar. <laughs> and now Isaac and I will flirt with each other <laughs> for 30 minutes. <laughs> Yeah. Question I'll ask to you. Why do you think they're doing it? Is it just for the look or is it something else? Like they wanted it to look more white? Because I guess like people have an image of bread in their mind and they're like, oh yeah, it's got, it's like the white bit in the middle and then it's got like a slightly brown bit around the edge and it's sliced conveniently. I think, I think I've read enough to unofficially answer this question now. Yeah. I think... How did we fuck this up? How did we fuck bread up? I think... So the sugar, I think, makes a big difference. And I think we put that in there because Americans just like to put sugar in everything. And I think that mm. has to do with the sugar lobby. And I this is a completely unfounded. I don't know enough information to really back this up. But I mm. bet the sugar lobby has been pushing to put sugar in so many things in America because people get hooked on it. And then they get used to having yeah, so much yeah. sugar. And then they pay more money for that. So um, I think Americans are more used to sweeter things. So they just like they just prefer that. And then I think that the we bleach the flour because it first of all, it looks nicer. It looks like cleaner. Um, it's not, but it looks cleaner. If you're a baker and you're you're hearing this stuff and you know answers and we are talking out of our ass and you're like angry, please let us know. I mean, it's no coincidence that America has the highest rate of diabetes in the world by quite a margin. So ten percent of Americans have diabetes. Barely any other countries are anywhere near that. It's bad. And like, I blame bread. (laughs) (laughs) I blame that kind of thing. To play, I don't know, devil's advocate, things that taste sugary probably sell more, right? Mm -hmm. Because like, they're like, "Mm, yeah, yeah, I'll buy more of that. Because they think it tastes better, even though really it's just the sugar telling them that it tastes better. You know, these companies have to have a responsibility to not, you know, kill people. Because that's kind of what they're doing. A little bit. You're asking too much of them. I think that's kind of, this all comes down to look at the EU and look at the US and look at the health laws that we have. Like the EU just clearly Mm. cares more about the health of its citizens. um, Yeah, yeah. Where America is more like, they should have the choice to be manipulated by the sugar industry. So I think think we got to the bottom of it. Bread killed JFK. Yep. What's your favorite type of bread? Hmm, That's tricky. When I go to the supermarket, I usually get like a bloomer. Okay. Usually like a sourdough white bread bloomer. Very good. If not that, I'll get like a really seedy brown bread. Hell yeah. I love yeah. seedy brown bread. I'm a I'm a big rye guy. I love rye bread. Oh, I'm not I'm not a fan of rye. Really? And you've really riled me up <laughs> because of that. I think you have to be um handsome and educated <laughs> and distinguished to like rye bread. So you have to have a rye wit. Yeah. <laughs> 
that one actually was good. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think I think there you go. There's a little. This is a shorter episode. We'll edit this down. I'm sure this will be like probably yeah, yeah. in 20, 15 minutes. I guess I don't know. The bread episode. Get bread used episode. to this. What could it be next week? The milk episode? We're still going to have our like longer, more serious episodes as well. But, you know, I'm not even going to fucking pretend. It's just, it's better for us because we we like to make this podcast. It's our way of, you know, hanging out and stuff because we don't get to see each other as much now. But it's also fun to make these episodes. So, you know what? If you don't like it, don't listen to them. Yeah. And like, especially with like these kind of episodes, if there's any silly things, <laughs> a silly that you want us to talk <laughs> about, send over um yeah but yeah I, I think that like you know we we don't we love you know we love being serious and everything but i think we also like being silly we're silly boys our next episode is gonna be serious really we have a lot that we want to talk about and that one's gonna be quite a big one actually i'm looking forward to to doing that yeah, yeah. there's a lot of prep going into these episodes now yeah yeah and it seems like we're we're looking we're watching all of our statistics and it seems like a lot of you you start listening to the episode and then you continue listening to it yeah and that's a good sign most of the episode we expected you to like stop listening in like the first minute or something <laughs> yeah that's what i would do that's what i would do <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we we uh we appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thank you for sticking with us. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to send us some money, um, you can. I won't stop you. Yeah, yeah. But as always, you know, get us on social media stuff at How did we FCK this up? Yeah, it's been a pleasure. We love you. We love you. We love you.